0: a few things this morning, maybe a few, maybe how long, I don't know, but there is something I want you to understand before I begin, or begin whichever way you want to put that, some of us sometimes think about impartation to me when perhaps I have to lay hands on you or people have to lay on Somebody's wondering what he's talking about. Let there be light. That's what I'm talking about. That's my subject. Let there be light. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of us often thinks that maybe the only way to receive impartation from God is when I line you up and I lay hands on your forehead and then you crash, maybe. And then you scream. And so oh God impacted. But I want to let you know something this morning. God impacted the wall, but he didn't lay hands on anything. Amen. Did you understand what I said there? Was there anything for God to lay hands on? When God spoke and God began, there was no creation. There was nothing what you call creation. So there was basically nothing for God to lay hands on. Do you agree with me? Therefore, impartation does not necessarily or must always come through the laying on of hands. Because we got to operate, even our God operates, in a dimension as well. Even though we may not have it now in full, we must come to realize... That we can be impacted by what we receive. As God speaks. What produces impartation is God talking, and not necessarily anything being done to you on a physical level. Because I can or any man can lay hands on you, and there is no impartation. Now you must understand that impartation is a transformation of a man's life through the through the endowment of God's life. Are you there? So, I can lay hands on you literally and there could be no impartation, but I can speak to your life and there is impartation. Therefore, when the word is coming, you must prepare yourself to be impacted. Now get this right. I want to repeat emphatically that God never had anything to lay hands on but impacted creation with his life by the the way that he spoke. Is that okay? The last meeting we had in Durban, we speaking and by the time it was true, in fact, I was about walking away when this huge man came to me and said, Pastor David, I said, yes, I said, can I talk to you? I said, yes, you can talk to me. He said, I don't want a third party to this. I said, okay, come on, wherever you choose. So I went behind a section of the hall. And he said, you see, I don't know who told you so much about me. I said, I know nothing about you, to be honest. Nobody told me anything about you. He said, about everything you said, I am involved. And God said, except he prays for you, don't leave this hall. Let me tell you something about my life. I'm a worker in the church. Can you see where I'm occupying? yes, I can see your table. So, but I smoke, I'm involved in gambling, I have a terrible spirit of lust, and then I can't come out of it. Men have laid hands on me, but nothing changes. So, but as you were talking, you mentioned everything about my life and God said, don't let him go until he prays for you. That is what we call impartation. Do you understand? I don't know anything about him. I mean, we are not talking about being prophet and seeing people's vision. But that is God trying to deliver someone through the spoken word. Life was imparted not because there was a lineup of people that... Now, I'm not against people laying hands on people. I do that too when I, when it calls for it. But I want you to prepare your mind to know that you can't be impacted as you listen to what God is saying through the word. And changes and transformation can literally come to your life without any man literally laying hands upon your life. Because like I said, there was nothing for God to lay hands on, but yet He impacted creation. Do you remember that? Okay. Now, in the beginning, the Bible said, God said, let you have a light. I just want to consider that world this morning. Actually, I've been trying to, <laughs> I was speaking with Osar just now. There was something I shared with him, even just far as we were driving yesterday night. And, and there is something that the Lord ministered to me that I really wanted to share with you. Maybe I can just mention, you can catch it as well. Uh, but it's like God in, don't in, didn't intend or don't want me to go that way completely. But let me mention it to you. Because over the night, the Lord spoke to me in the night and was talking about the will, his will. And then I begin to see more that he really wants me to share and let be light. Is that okay? Now, the, the thing that I wanted to make you see is this. Some of you don't understand the seasons of God. You don't understand the timings of God. And so you don't know where to be at the right time and who to follow at the right time. So when the Bible says, I I mean, the the, the men of Israel they know the times and the seasons that even Israel need to go to war. The times and the seasons basically have nothing to do with when they have to go and fight enemies. But they got to know when God was shifting from Saul to David. They knew firsthand that the time of Saul's kingdom is over. That now David is coming to the throne. So it's like making Israel to understand. The Bible says the rest of the brethren were in their command because they saw so ahead of time. They can make them to see this is where God is going. Please let us begin to move. And that is one of the things that prompted so many people to come on to David because not because David was wealthy, not because he had anything. Remember he was staying in caves. What would make people to go to a man that is living in caves? They saw a future in David. They could join themselves to Him now to prepare for the future so that they can be partakers of that kingdom that God intends to be established. That is what it means to walk in the times and the seasons of God. The people that God brings you in alignment to may not necessarily have what you are looking for in the natural, but have what you are looking for in the realm of spirit. Because God Himself ordains them, calls them, and prepares them for such a time as this. And so what you ultimately need to be praying for Is God opening your eyes to know who you are lying into And to stay comported In that place that God has brought you into And to do exactly what he wants you to do In relation to that man That is your future That is your life That is the guarantee of all that you ever need Hallelujah I don't want to preempt a man But he'll be here to give you a testimony a Shocking Tremendous Send me a text this morning, one of your brothers. Maybe I have to tell you as well because he said I should tell you anyway. That I should tell you to hold on to God. That there is no God like him. And that God is so tremendous in this place, but we don't know. How many of you know Dr. Brown? You know him? He will be here to talk to you. He just left the clinic now, just two days ago had a fatal, terrible accident, the vehicle right off, somebody died in the car, he came out, no scratch, no pain, no bleeding, nothing. He said, we don't know the God we are serving. The pastor, can you please tell the brethren to go and hold on to God? The vehicle is completely off-road. Somebody died there and all that. Everything. When he first sent me the message about three days ago, somebody at the clinic, they examined me. The next day he came out, no eternal bleeding, no scratch, nothing. But the vehicle is gone. People dying around him and he's alive. That is only what God can do. Do you understand? So your alignment is not in vain. It's just something very powerful on Friday. If only people can understand what it takes to be... In relation to certain people That God have called It's not because of what you can do But the grace upon the life Of that individual Working as a covering upon your life Wherever you are It's not because of the strength of your prayer But because you are in alignment And because God have ordained That you should be there for what he wants to use you to accomplish That is why you should listen so much To what God is saying to you As to what you need to do part time In the very place where you are let it be one house, let it be two men. That is not the issue. It is your relationship to God and what is happening in that place that has placed you. That's what matters. He will be here. He will talk to you. That is God. Hallelujah! I told you some time ago that even if there is an accident at the high sea, and God wants to deliver a man, as He did to Jonah. He could do the same to you. Is that okay? I remember two months ago, a lady in a shipwreck came out after 24 hours under the sea. The ship sank. You got the news? Fine. 24 hours he was there. How could she have survived such a thing except God? There is nothing too difficult for God to do. Just know Him. Is that okay? Jeremiah was saying something, he said, let no man boast of anything, save that any man should boast. Let him boast that he does what he knows me. If there is anything to boast about, boast that you do what? You know God. That is your guarantee. That is whatever you would describe as success. Hallelujah. God is alive. You can only doubt yourself, you can't doubt him. (laughs) You can doubt yourself, but you can't doubt him. Because he's alive. And he's such a faithful God, who keeps his covenant. Unto the third and the fourth generation of them that love him. Thousands rather, not even third and fourth. Thousands of generations of them that love him. Continuous thing from generation to generation. Just love this father, that's all. Just trust him. Uh-uh. So l- let me say, talk with me to the book of Isaiah. Lady Abelita said. Let's go to Isaiah chapter number 8. Isaiah 8. God is too good to be imagined, He's too faithful to be confused about. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah. How you there? Chapter 8, I'm reading verse 20. To the law. And told the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word. It is because there is no light in them. Hallelujah. To the law and to this testimony. If they don't speak according to this word. It's because there is no light in them. It simply shows that. It is possible to speak. About the law. It's possible to speak about the testimony. And yet not speak about the law and the testimony. In other words. You may preach, but you don't preach God's mind. It is possible to teach without teaching God's mind. It is possible to believe without believing God's mind. And because you don't believe in God's mind, you doubt even who God is. And that the utterances from your mouth betrays who you are said they don't speak according to the law and the testimony because the word is not in them the light is not in them the light now first of all let me show you what the light is then before we come back remember in Genesis the Bible said let you be light is that okay okay go to um, Revelation 21 for instance let's look at Revelation 21 Hallelujah Revelation twenty one. Let me just quickly. <laughs> Revelation twenty one. Let me just quickly pick this out for you so that you can catch it up as well, much more. Uh, look at verse twenty three. I'm sure that is what I really want now. Revelation twenty one. Let's look at verse twenty three. Uh, Okay. Are you there? Look at what it says. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it. The lamb is what? Fine. So what it says, if they speak not according to the law and the testimony, it's because their light is not in them. What does that mean? It have christ in you you are not speaking from the lamb aspect of god that dwells within your life so it's your own works because the light of the city is the lamb who is the lamb christ himself so we have men that speaks but not with the lamb emanating or exhuming from the lights and so in that dimension there is no impartation are you getting this no impartation. Why? Because it's not a lamb that is flowing out. Now understand something. The 144,000 are on the throne of God, on the Mount Zion. They are with the lamb. They are not with a lion. He is both a lion and a lamb. But in his ruling capacity, he's a lamb. Now you can imagine how a lamb begins to rule instead of a lion. A lion should be more dominant. Prominent, powerful. The lamb be that sacrificial thing that doesn't want to hurt anything. God rules in righteousness and in mercy. Hallelujah. That is why in the book of Hebrews, he said, because they have love righteousness. Therefore, the Lord that God has what? Hallelujah. He has established you, put you on that throne because you love righteousness. God rules in righteousness and mercy. Every throne is established by mercy and righteousness. That is the quality of the Lamb. And that is the light. He said, they speak not according to the law. And the testimony, it is because the light is what is not in them. Now, what was the first thing God commanded? Light. In other words, man's life cannot be framed without the light. And what is the light? The Lamb. Where does it work? In the city. What city you are? A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. In other words, it comes to a point in your life where your life becomes a testimony. Is the law personified? If they speak not according to the law and the testimony, it is because the Lamb is not in them. Hallelujah. Let's move on just a little bit. Turn with me to the book of John chapter 8. So they have no need of the sun, no need of the moon. What does that mean? No natural guidance. No natural influence in the decision they are going to be taking. No natural guidance, no natural influence. Your utterances should be from the depth of he that dwells within you. Are you there in John chapter number 8? Look at verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. But have what? Not just light. The light of life. Hallelujah. shall have what? The light of life. Basically in the scripture light is synonymous to understanding. Darkness is ignorance and sickness and diseases and failures and calamities. All of those things associated with evil is termed darkness. Now he says you shall have the light of life. What does that mean? You shall have the understanding about life if you follow me. Are you there? Come on. Are you following what I'm talking about? He didn't say you shall have the light. Are you seeing that? Remember, he is a light. But if you follow him, you shall have the light of life. That means life itself has light. Come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying there? Life. Am I today? Are you following? Life that you live As light attached to it. Now, your confusion and the destruction of your being is the lack of understanding of about life or of life. And that is to say, because there is no light of life in you or made available to you. Now, for God to make life to come into being, he simply said, let there be light. So what happened? He released by impartation and understanding about life. So creation can receive understanding and impartation because he spoke life into it. He says, if you follow me, you will have the light of life. In other words, you will have the understanding about life. That is to say, you will no longer walk in ignorance. You will no longer walk in foolishness. You know, the most terrible thing that can ever happen to you is to live without knowing why you are living come on now the most terrible thing that can ever happen to you is see jesus said you are the blind that lazy the blind was speaking to the scribes and the Pharisees, Huh? he said and if the blind leaves the blind they both shall fall into the dish now, can you picture that? There were people who understand the law; they were reading the law; they were under- interpreting the law. And yet, the Bible says they were blind people, blind to what, the blind to what life really is. In fact, they were the people speaking the law, but yet they do not have the testimony of the Lord, if I may put it that way. How? Because the Lord spoke about Jesus; He was going to be born. Hallelujah. Now they were talking about the law, preaching the law, even fighting about the law, and yet the law was manifested in the person, and they didn't even know who they were talking about. Here was Jesus that the law wrote about, their prophet spoke about. Standing before them, they were still holding to the law and forgetting the reality of the law. They did not have the light of life. Christ is our life, I'm sure you know. Colossians 3 3 says that. You are dead and your life is with Christ in God. Christ is our life. Now, if you receive the impartation of God's word, which is his life, the Bible says you will have the understanding about what? About life. And so when you begin to have the understanding about life, you are no longer going to be confused. Men can no longer mislead you. You, you, see, you take decision based on that which you have received. It's not the issue of how do I go about it. No, you already know just I was talking about the sons of Issachar they know the times and the seasons of God they know the workings of God they know what God intends them to do per time and they got to work in that dimension so many of us are controlled by circumstance remember what we read in the book of Revelation 21-23 the Bible says in that day or in that particular city there have no need of the sun or the moon these are natural guiding principles basically those in the outer court Remember what I taught you some time ago when the Bible says, the sun shall not smile by day, neither the moon by night. Where does it happen? Only in the outer courts. Because they move into the holy place and the most holy place, it is all covered with the skin. Badgers and goat skin and all of that. The natural light does not come in. The glory of the Lord lights in the most holy place, and the holy place, you have the seven candlesticks. So the sun is for those who are not in the holy place or the most holy place. So the sun can smile day by day, or the moon by night, and the arrows that fly by day. Can you remember that? People who fight against arrows and they return to sender, they are out tackled people. Can you get it? the arrow that fly by day or in the night shall say return to center. where are you? because you are in the altar so the arrows can come you can see them but in the most holy place you can't even see because in the most holy place only the light and the lamp is a light you're off say so where your eyes are single your whole body shall be full of light I don't see any arrow I'm returning because I don't even see it It have the light of life. Somebody said, David, are you so free? So free. How? Because I know the man I work with. He takes charge. Hmm? How many hours am I going to be counting? <laughs> Let me show you. I was speaking to him yesterday. I went. Just talking. A few nights ago, I had this dream. Terrible revelation. Here all these guys after me. I was running. And they were after me right into a forest. And you know what? They were using this bulldozer. There is no way, no escape. If I hide like under a tree. They approach down the bulldozer. I said, man, I'm gone. And somehow somebody spoke to me. And I just lied down. They fall this tree, it came on me, and the branches stood around me. I was right on that. The bulldozer came, I thought, they said, we're going to crush him. The thing passed on top onto the other side. I woke up, strong, healthy. I don't even have time to pray because the bulldozer has passed. <laughs> you will escape every plan. Don't worry yourself. Just know him, because it's not you. You don't even know who is angry with you. You don't know. So what is my problem? You know, the light of life. So if you follow me, you shall have the light of life. You have the understanding about life, and when that comes, nobody shakes you. Your foundation is established. Are you there? We must move beyond the outer court. And it's a personal thing. I may tell this to you, and you don't believe it, and you don't know it, and you don't understand it, it can't work for you. Are you still there? We can't be ruled by the sun and the moon anymore. No, we've spent so much time on that. This is no time to spend on that. We have to spend our time trying to follow. To follow him. To follow him. As he keeps. And you follow him. What does he do? He gives you the light of life. So if you are still confused about life. You are not a follower of the light. Hallelujah. A time comes when we shall know. What will happen before we get there. Because we are talking about life itself. Your life is not just today. It's a stretch all over. Am I talking? You remember last, last time I, I, I shared something to you? It, so many of you are not as old as you are. <laughs> you remember that? Can I remind you again? You are not as old as you are. Because God does not count when you were born. He counts when you were born into the kingdom. Is that Okay. And so, if you say, you will fulfill your days, that means start counting from when you were born again to make him, and to bring him to pass the very things he has aligned for you in life. You must come to that end before ever you disappear. Therefore, nothing can crush you. Absolutely impossible. Because you shall fulfill your days. do not forget when he told me in 1991, Say, by me shall your days be multiplied. By me shall your years be increased. By me. Not by medication. By me. Not by what you think. By me. Shall your days be multiplied. Shall your years be increased. It is in God that we have our lives. Hallelujah. So if God gives you such an assurance, what's your trouble? Trying to fight something called an enemy. Thinking about an enemy is thinking in darkness. It's because if your whole, your eye is single, your whole body shall be full of light. Let me show you a second thing. Hallelujah. I'm the light of the world. He that followed me cannot walk in darkness, but shall come, or shall have the light of life. And so remember what we said in the book of Genesis, chapter 1? Let there be what? Light. What does that mean then? It means God is saying, may understanding come to his people. Is that okay? May the life that I have given to them be made real to them. Light is illumination. Now get down to Hebrews. Hebrews 10. Are you there in Hebrews 10? Let's just look at verse number 32. Hebrews 10. Verse 32. But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated hallelujah what did you do you enjoy a great struggle with sufferings I want you to see that hallelujah when you were illuminated you enjoy a great struggle of suffering what does that mean they receive light, and so they could stand the pressure of suffering. Because they know the end is glorious. Why are you broken down so easily? No illumination. Have you ever had a case, and you already see the conclusion of the case? Hallelujah. See, remember, when you were illuminated, hmm? You were able to endure the struggle of suffering. In other words, you cannot be easily broken just because there are some pressure around. Why? Because you already be what? Illuminated. There is the light of life impacted to you already. So no man can shake you. Circumstance can shake you. Troubles can shake you. You are standing. Why? Because you are illuminated. Men who collapse on the way and men who have not received illumination. Are you getting this? <laughs> Hallelujah. One thing you must understand from this passage is when light comes into your life, you will discover who you are. Do you understand this? The first thing God is going to do when he speaks to you is to first impact you to know exactly who you are. And then if, if if, come on, think about what happened to, to Saul, then Paul on the road to Damascus. I began to tell him what to do, where he's going to be, the things he's going to do, how many things he's going to suffer. And so when the prophecy came and said, Agabus said, Hey, Paul, you don't need to go to Jerusalem. Say, man, what do you mean all of this in trying to break my heart? You're trying to weigh me down. I'm not already to suffer, but I'm even prepared to die. Why was he doing all that? God already told him what he was going to suffer. Are you seated? That was a light that was taking him on. And even when he got to Jerusalem, all of those things were coming around him. He was removed. Remember in Jerusalem, the Lord appeared to him. Says, Saul, live here. Because they will not receive your testimony about me in this place. When he goes to say, Don't you worry, I am with you and have many people in this place. You say it's rebellious, fine. But did he hear from the Lord? Sure. Was he on his way to fulfilling his commission? Absolutely. And when he ended, what did he say? I'll finish my course. You know what the cause? A cause is that which God assigns you to do for him. In creation, that is why I remember the Bible says Zachariah was fulfilling his course. What it means is every priest had a timetable when to go to the temple. It could be for two days, it could be for one week. I don't know yet how it was. That was what is called a course. So when Paul said I finished my course, what he's saying is when God sent me here, He gave me a particular assignment and I've completed it. It is finished. Let, let me tell you something. When we talk about we being the finishing, finishing is not necessarily it's talking about the corporate church coming to a place of finishing. You are finishing what God gives to you. Jesus said it is finished. <laughs> that means a lot of things. But primarily, what I'm here to do, I have accomplished. And Paul said, I have finished my course. You also must have a finishing now how are you going to come into a place of finishing if you don't know the course? Do you understand what I'm talking about? A course? Those who are in the school, you know what it's called a course. Course of study. Can you get that? I'm talking about course of study. An engineering in medicine say course of study. So what course are you reading? Right? So when you graduate, you finish your course. Then you practice. Hmm. Are you catching this? When you were illuminated, you enjoy. You can't pass through because you know the finishing. You know how you're going to finish. Somewhere along the line, you know how you're going to finish. Don't you forget the message I shared with you on carrying your cross or enjoying the cross. How many of you can still remember? Not all cross are from the Lord. The cross that is from the Lord, it shows you the end. We are going to Hebrews chapter number 12. Remember that? It's about the glory that was shown to Christ. He endured the cross. He saw the end before he started carrying the cross. You carry a cross, you don't know the end. He's not from God. That's a cross from Satan. That's a cross from self. That's a cross from men. That's a cross from society. I am not ready to bear any man's cross. Because I already have a cross the Lord gave to me. That is mine. I'm not sharing with any man. No man's going to share his or her own with me. Did I make myself clear? Are you hearing me? (laughs) He said, for the glory that was set before him, he endured the cross. He saw the glory, so he could carry the cross. Now, you see, that's illumination now. Can you get that? In other words, you are finishing, but this is what you're going to pass through so he could endure the cross the, the people of these Hebrew Christians they knew by illumination therefore they could stand the pressure of persecution can you see what I mean Joseph went to Egypt gloriously because the level stars the sun and the moon they bowed unto him he saw the end he entered come on is anybody hearing this he saw the end, the sun, the moon, the leavens are bowing down to him. And so, yes, you know, he is going to Egypt, no matter what, he will rule and reign. So even when Potiphar's wife and came and said, come sleep with me, he said, this is not the place because the eleven brothers are not here yet. I haven't started ruling over the sun and the moon, which my father and my mother. So it's not yet. I will leave this place. You see, what you know prevents you from sinning. <laughs> come on, am I talking to someone here? Yeah? When light of light comes to you, you don't sin, not because somebody said don't sin, because you know that will terminate you fulfilling the cause. I was sharing with someone, I said, look, I fear God. More than I fear what somebody says to me. And his love for me compels me not to do what we hurt him. That is my security, not because of what anybody preaches. I love him I fear him. Two things. Because his love for me will make it impossible for me to hurt him. You don't have people you love, do you? God so loved me that I wouldn't want to hurt him. So I try to make sure I don't do what will hurt him. That is how I kept out of the things that would not make him offend. <laughs> Are you still there with me? And that's exactly what kept Joseph going. God have told me, I've been illuminated, I've seen the light. So, party fat wife, you can't keep me here. I must walk through. Now I'm gonna show that to you from the life of David. Told me to the book of Psalms. Who? How many is catching what I'm saying here? See, all you need is just one word, let there be light. <laughs> Don't pray too many things. God enlighten L- Let me show you. Let me show you how David posts it. The book of Psalm here. Let's get to Psalm 18. Psalm number 18. Hallelujah. Mmm. 28 and 30. Are you there? You will light my lamp. Psalm 18, verse 28. You will light my lamp, or my candle, if you will. The Lord God will enlighten what? My darkness. How is he going to do that? Let there be light. Hallelujah. What is your light? What is your candle? Proverbs 2027. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. And David said, you will lighten my lamp. What is he saying? Light will break forth into my spirit. Now this guy was a prophet. (laughs) You know what it takes to pray? Read prayers not just... (laughs) Goodness. Are you still there? You will light my lamp. Amen. And the next thing he says is, The Lord my God will light in what? My darkness. You know what? He will give me understanding. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't seem to know as I ought to know. Life will break forth into my spirit. And that when he said, The Lord my God will light in my darkness. What is he saying? God, you're going to light in my lamp, Proverbs 2027, 20, my spirit, which is the most holy place, right? And then from that most holy place, light will begin to break into my soul. So my will, my emotion, my intellect, and my mind will become renewed. Are you catching this? God, you were lighting what? My darkness. Understanding will come to me about life. For he that walks with the light, shall not walk in darkness, but walk in the light of life. Transformation will come when illumination comes into your spirit. Now look at the next thing that will happen if your spirit is enlightened. Are you there? <laughs> Are you? Look at verse 29. For by you, which is not going to be in the light. I can run against the troop. By my God, I can leap over what? Over walls. Obstacles will not be an obstruction when your light has come. Are you still there? See barricade, obstructions, and so many people trying to stop you. He said, I will leap over troops. When we're talking about troops, not one man, not two men what is he saying? I'm going to fly ahead of battalions of armies that are coming against me because you've lightened my lamp. In other words, you can have wisdom to walk in the midst of people and you will not be trapped by their tricks. (laughs) Are you catching this? I will leap over troops. I will climb over walls. So... People and literal obstruction, if you will, can stop you when God lightens your lamp. You you struggle for you know you pray over many things, man. All of those things sometimes they are not needful. You just need one thing: let there be light. Hallelujah! Come on, are you catching this? Now, can you see, can you see how that it was not possible for, for, for even Paul or Saul, Paul now, to be killed? Remember, the Bible said they stoned him and all manner of things, boot, blocks and everything, stones, whatever. And they left him for dead. Is that not true? And the Bible said the brethren came and they stood around him. That's a corporate work. And before they knew it, the guy was preaching in the temple. That was the man they thought was gone. You can't finish him because he had not finished his course. So death is not near your gate yet. Oh, did you catch that? You can't experience him now. In fact, you are not going to until you finish, if at all. Do you understand? (laughs) Hallelujah. Do you understand? Even if you are ready to die now, you won't die. That is to say, if you want to, you won't still be able. That is a wanting to and not being able. God will make it impossible for you because you must finish your course. You didn't just come because you wanted to be a human being. Thank you, brother. Are you okay? Are you okay? Amen. Is that all right? You can't, you are not going anywhere now. You are finishing, so even if you want to, you won't be able because your ability to be taken away from you. Drink poison, you become good food. Hallelujah! You see, he says, It's not what goes in that defiles a man, that means it's not what destroys a man. Come on now. <laughs> he said, don't you know it's not what goes in that defies a man, but what comes out from the heart. So you can't be defied because you take poison when you have not finished your course. Take the poison, you become nourishment. You pass it out on the other side. Doesn't defile you because you have a course. Maybe you need to understand what I'm saying. He said, he that defied the temple of God, he shall go destroy. But what defiles the temple? Thoughts, not the food. (laughs) Catch this. So, even if you want to, you won't be able. Because the thing you're taking will no longer work in your system. It becomes food. If it's liquid, then it is (laughs) coke. I mean, she were tasty. Are you getting this? You say, The Lord will light my lamp and I will walk. Through walls on troops and climb through walls, no matter how high. Now, how old was David? He wasn't a young man at that stage. Come on, are you hearing this? But can you imagine a young man with? I mean, an old man. Hey, mama. I mean, papa. Are you here? Okay. Remember that ceiling thing. Hallelujah. Now can you imagine? You know, my, my brother was trying to do some experiment where you make and do and he got something good out of it anyway. And I want to tell you why you're trying to know. Okay. Now, <laughs> now you see, high wall up there, old man coming to go up the wall. Strength was in him because his lamb had been lit in. Are you still there? Now you can see what happened to Elijah. <laughs> when he outran chariots. Chariots. Hmm? The fact chariots. Man on foot overtaking chariots. That is divine ability from the Lord. Can I bless you this morning by saying this? Lady Belight. struggles with seas if light comes. Understand it comes, you don't bother yourself. Hmm? We have so many so many meetings, so many so many seeking answers because there is no light. When light comes, it's a different story. You remember what I told the Hebrew people. Hebrew ten twenty two. said, so when you were illuminated, you endured. Uh-huh. Great struggle against suffering, you could stand because you know, huh? It's not the issue of wrestling every day. You'll be wrestling all this while, every day you wrestle, they beat you. No championship have you ever won? Oh, but here is a man moving ahead of troops, running ahead, troops, troops, not one, two, three, troops, not four enemy. Which one will you wrestle with? Troops, we're talking about troops. How are you going to do that? it's not sometimes they say, it's just my it's your, it's your. but now we're talking about troops you can't count it battalions of people you are flying ahead of them and because you're flying ahead them, maybe they said okay you set a barricade on the other side he's coming this way and then they erected a the wall and you got there somebody took you up and you're on the other side so with you i'll leap over walls. it's with him alone are you getting what i'm talking about I don't see any obstacle stopping you in life. If your light is lightened. Your prayer should be God, just Just let me hear that word. Say it to me. Lady of the light. I need the light. I don't see any obstacle stopping you. I don't see death coming close to your door. No. <laughs> Can I say this? Even when death comes close. If you turn to life say David how will you say that because the light shineth in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it it turns to light Hmm? are you getting this you know what it means for that word comprehend means the darkness cannot understand cannot stop it cannot get hold of it are you getting this I want me to comprehend. When you say the light shines at the darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend, what do you mean to comprehend? To understand, to stop, to get hold. No, say light cannot get hold. I mean darkness cannot get hold of light. Now you are the light. You say how is it? Because it said, "No man lights the light and put it under a bushel, but put it on top that every man will say it." Remember that. Are you see there? That shows you where you are supposed to be on top. If your light is lightened, then God is out to make prominence of who you are. He takes you up anytime he lightens you. You can't be under, you don't have room to be under, and you can't be covered. That's the problem. Because darkness can't comprehend it, darkness can't stop it. Let the light. That's the problem. Say no man lights the light and put it on a bush. You know that words, if God lightens your light, man can't stop you. Not even you can stop yourself. He you said he put it on his stand so that everybody can see it. And then you say, You are a city set on a hill. Think about that. See, God doesn't enlighten you and allow you to be under. You are not ending the way you, you see yourself now. You are not ending this way. There is so much in your hand. <laughs> you may be confused now, but light will break forth after now. Amen. When we're walking joyfully, you know, you, you, you don't seem to have any problem. People wonder how come, but there is a resilience within your system, there is something that enables you to absorb. re-shocks. Shock absorbers. Huh? You know what shock absorber means? No matter the weight of the vehicle. What helps the vehicle? The shock absorber. To lift the load. Shock absorber. Bouncing through gallops and everything. Shock absorber. Good ones. And the vehicle will just be bouncing this way because it's got good shocks. There are shocks coming to your life. Because of understanding. Let there be light. And there was light. Amen? And the darkness cannot comprehend this light. And those who light have come, they have no need of the sun or the moon. Your life is no longer dependent on natural issues and natural circumstances and and things that people can do to you or don't do to you. Whether somebody is there, somebody is not there. That is not the issue right now. It's no longer sun and moon. (laughs) It's not even father and mother. Sun is the father. Moon is the mother. Are you still there? Oh, you follow what I'm talking about? Maybe I'll build this up next week from the book of Revelation 12. You're going to see that the, the man child, the woman that gave birth to the man child said the moon was under. Huh? <laughs> that means the natural order. The moon does not have a light of its own. It takes light from the sun. Are you catching this now? <laughs> so, <laughs> we come to a group of people where natural thinking comes under feet and the sun is upon his head or her head. What is the Son, Christ? Right thinking. Son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his winds. That's another church entirely from the church of the now. Those who walk with the moon, see being their light. They are living on a borrowed revelation. <laughs> because the moon borrows its life from the sun. Is that Okay. So that's what I call the moon company. The moon company, the bowl of revelations. Their spirits have not been enlightened. They speak based on what they hear. Not what God says. The moon company. But we are the sun company. They take life from us. Come on. Somebody say amen to that. We don't borrow it. He gives it to us. Of, come on come on son hear this he gives it to us it's a revelation that comes from him because we have no need of the sun or the moon is that okay not in natural order we come to a place where he becomes our light not the moon company at all sir you are not in the moon company is that okay no situation around you that God will not speak into all you need to pray God speak a word into this situation let there be light and there is impartation and transformation takes place